This is Lady Talk Radio, your space for real conversations about real life and real ways to improve yours. What's up? Welcome to Lady Talk Radio. I am your main chick, Stacey Ray, and I'm so excited to be bringing you another episode. Today is number 27 with Alexandra Schuler. This podcast, as always, is brought to you by WeAreLadyAlpha.com, where we start conversations that empower you so you can live the fierce and fulfilling life you want. For the show notes of this episode, anytime, you can simply go to WeAreLadyAlpha.com forward slash two seven. So it's super easy. So if you are not already kicking it on that page, maybe you're on iTunes or listening to this on another platform. I mean, wherever you're at, it's always a good idea to leave a little review or a little thumbs up or share it with a girlfriend, you know. But when you're ready to head over to those show notes, girl, you will find Alexandra's contact information there, points to listen for throughout the whole episode, as well as my contact info. Because if you got any comments or questions or there's something special that you want to share that you got out of this, you are more than welcome to do that, girl. And if there is something specific that you would love to hear covered on the show, maybe you want us to jam on a certain topic, or maybe there's somebody specific you want on the show, maybe you want to be on the show. I mean, reach out to me, let me know, and we will make it happen. So today we are jamming on keeping it real in sisterhood. And I could not have thought of a more prime guest to have this conversation with than Alexandra. You know, I've been following her work for a few years and, you know, you might have seen some of her stuff too. So you you might be familiar with her or maybe not. But the stand that she makes for women is so powerful and she really is cultivating powerful sisterhood. So, you know, I love this conversation so much. It is so damn juicy. So I want to tell you a little bit more about Ali before we jump into this. Alexandra or Ali for short, is a writer and advocate for women's empowerment and helping women to really keep it real through finding their voice, connecting to their innermost truth, showing up with transparency, living authentically, and most importantly, loving our damn selves completely. So you may or may not have seen some of her writing. She shares a lot of that on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. So you're definitely going to want to start following her after this conversation. So let's get into it. Hey, Allie, welcome to Lady Talk Radio. I am so excited to have you on the show. Uh, Yeah, so welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So before we jump into all the goodness that we are going to be diving into today, why don't you give us a little look behind the scenes of your life? Like what's going on in Allie's life these days? Oh, man. Well, let's see where to begin. Um, I am... Fairly recently back from a really awesome European adventure. I was in uh, traveling in Europe with one of my really close friends for five weeks, which totally lit my soul on fire and basically changed everything for me. And now I'm trying to move over there. So <laughs> I've been really restructuring my life around that. And um, yeah, wanting to live abroad because one thing that that really uh, unveiled for me was just how much. Uh, a specific location can fuel my work um, and fuel my creativity and fuel my art because I really felt, I felt really in my element there. And it was so much about the feeling state that I had um, in specific places that I traveled to and what that evoked for me in my writing specifically, because writing is my um, passion and profession. And 
um, yeah, so it was really, really amazing being over there and seeing what uh, sort of material and content uh, those travels evoked for me. So um, I'm still riding the high from that a lot and um, spending some time making new travel plans for the remainder of the year. And a day in the life for me is a lot of writing um I facilitate an online group of women, so I'm supporting that space day in and day out, planning retreats, um, being the mother to a dog child, <laughs> and yeah, that's pretty much my life right there in a nutshell. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thanks for giving us a look into the trip that you had, too. I just witnessing some of the content that you were putting out too. Um, and for the listeners that are not following you already on social media, the links and stuff are in the show notes. You got to get on it. You know, you are posting so much thought provoking, you know, content, but also, you know, really like inviting us as women to go deeper and to look at our life differently. And I yeah. really appreciate that about you. And I, I actually, I don't even know you that well, but I saw the, the, the beast mode that turned on <laughs> as you were traveling. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we got to have a combo yeah. on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was real for sure. It definitely, um, something about being over there. I mean, for one, it's sexy as hell in Europe. Yeah. So I was just like, oh my God, I feel so good over here. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's just such rich culture over there in terms of just like um, uh, so much feeling and sensuality. And that really like uh, helped me to peel back a layer of, filter that I feel like I was putting on um, some of my writing and just how I shared. And it's, you know, you, you can't really see that there are filters on until you get the right lenses, you know, and then yeah. and in that, that travel really like gave me a new set of lenses to see the world through um, and helped me to sort of see where I was still holding back. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm, love it. Yeah. I'm curious about like, <laughs> Because we're going to talk all about what you're up to now and like a lot of ideas around sisterhood yeah. and all this stuff. But I want to kind of back this up for a second because, you know, we all start somewhere yeah. and, and I'm so curious about yeah. how this began for you. Like, you know, when you were, you know, I don't know, you can take it back as many years as you want. But before this began mm -hmm. for you and this this journey really evolved, you know, what led you here? Yeah. Um. So let's see. Well, I'm trying to think because there's like so many different yeah. areas where I could start. And I'm like, Wait, what's the most relevant? What makes the most sense here? Um, I think for me, it really started when I found um, via some some girlfriends in my life when I was like, I think 19 or 20 or so. Um, they introduced me to uh, this woman, Elisa Starkweather's work. And she facilitates really incredible women's empowerment, initiations, retreats experiences, programs. Um, and I started going to her events and whatnot. And that just cracked me open to this world of um, where women are learning to sort of peel back the layers to source their, their power and their self-awareness and knowing themselves where they're connected to their cycles. And, um, and when I came across her work, I really, it sparked something in me. I'd never met somebody that uh, just like, just being around her really like, oh, it was just like, I don't, I don't even know how to put words to it. It's like when somebody has that sort of magnetic, potent energy and you just want to like, you're like, what are they having? What are they doing? What is it that is going on with them? And so I started studying with her um, 
after the fact, um, between going to her events and then also doing her apprenticeship that's a couple years long. And that really is what led me to where I am is I, you know, I did, I went through a lot of transformational, um, initiatory work and it's all based around women's empowerment and, um, and so it's very personal to me. Like there's certain things that I don't really like talk about that much out in the world because they're very personal experiences and it's, it's centered around healing yourself so that you can, you can really hold space for other people and for yourself out in the world. Um, so that was where things began. And it was also the first time that I really experienced re- real sisterhood with women where it felt like that, um, no bullshit, like real love, you know, where, um, we had, we saw each other through such intense circumstances, you know, like breakups, um, losing family members, um, leaving, quitting jobs, you know, um, all kinds of stuff. And also seeing what we were capable of in these initiations. Um, and, uh, and from that place, it fostered like such deep love for one another and how like I would take a bullet for any of those women in a heartbeat. And I know that they would all do the same for me. Um, and Elisa really, really led and modeled for our group what it means to be a woman who's just so real and true to herself, true to her heart, true to her past. And that inspired me so deeply. And then that coupled with this really sacred, sacred space with women where we could bear our hearts really vulnerably and be held there and it, and had it not be that sort of catty, competitive, jealous space. Um, and if any of those feelings arose, we talk about it and clear it, you know, um, and move through it without it being this, um, you know, because there's so many, the way women relate in the world, it's so often this sort of competitive, jealous, edgy territory um like we get pitted against each other I feel like in society also um and to experience relating with women in a way other than that it really changed everything for me and so I I felt I had this moment I remember toward the end of our first year of the training where I I I had this deja vu sense of like of um, feeling like I'd been there before, like been in that space with women where it's just like, you're so connected. It's so real. It's so honest. It's so beautiful. Um, and I, I don't know that I, I hadn't been in a space like that before in this lifetime, but there was something that it evoked for me. And I really felt like it activated the sense of, of a calling to gather women and to speak to be a voice for women, uh, for women's empowerment, for women um, coming home to themselves, for women like being real, um, real in their, in their lives and real with themselves. And so that sort of is, I think that was, (laughs) I guess I'd say that's where it all began. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And I loved hearing that whole process around the sisterhood piece, because I know that that's what we want to talk about today, because there are so many different levels of sisterhood, you know, and different ways that we we can be in those kinds of spaces together. And that's what I love about the work that you're doing and about the stand you're making for women is that it's so real and so deep rooted. Mm -hmm. So I'm so excited about Mm -hmm. diving into that. Um, Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. It's so powerful. So powerful. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I feel like it's, it's weird to talk about sometimes because a lot of it is like, like the process, the actual um, trainings that I've done and things like that with Elisa and with other mentors, um, 
you know, a lot of it is so personal to my own healing and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So it's vague language. Like I always feel a little vague when I try and describe it and feel like I'm, you know, hiding things. And and I am to some degree because it's personal and I don't really want it. It's not stuff that I want to publicly talk about so much. Um, So it's really, I find it interesting every time I'm in a position where I explain that and talk about it because I don't know if it's making sense the way that I'm sharing it since it is so personal it's one of those things where it's like it's such a lived experience for me that I can't an intangible in what intangible in how to describe it Mm -hmm. that trying to put words to it is like I am not nearly doing this (laughs) right now (laughs) and there's power in that though too you know and I I saw something that you had written recently about that you know about like what we Mm -hmm. share and what we don't and how there are those sacred pieces that we keep for ourselves you know, so totally. Yeah. 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 I feel like there's, I'm really like, I'm really working that edge right now because I am a very, like, I'm a very extroverted, loud, like, you know, talk a lot. I had no problem like taking up space. I share very openly about my life there. I'm kind of like, most people that know me know that I'm a fairly open book. Like my really close friends are like, yeah, there's like nothing we don't know, you know? (laughs) And, um, but there's so many things also that I'm learning are just there's so much sacredness in keeping certain things private and to myself and so that's one of the areas of my life that I really am like protective around where I I don't share specifics about a lot of those things um, because they have been such personal journeys for me Um, and to me there's with those things that are so personal I think it it gives them a lot of power and makes them feel so special to just have them to ourselves you know whatever Mm -hmm. those very intangible moments are because trying to put words to them and like it like I said it doesn't do it justice in any way so I feel like it almost detracts from them to try and to try and explain it to somebody, you know, but mm. it, it's part of my path and what has brought me here. So, yeah. Mm. Actually really. Yeah. As you said that it kind of subtracts from it. Like, wow. Yeah. Sometimes when we try to yeah. put those words, it doesn't do it any justice. And so just allowing yourself yeah. to hold that as that sacred experience mm-hmm. and, and exactly just let it be yours. Yeah. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Completely. <laughs> I actually, mm-hmm. as I was reading through your site a little bit before we jumped on this call, I was like, you're a Scorpio too. Holy moly. <laughs> That's why yeah. that's what I get it now. I'm like, that's why a lot of your writing really speaks to me. <laughs> totally. Yep. Yeah, yep. I feel awesome. like I remember like years ago hearing that you were a Scorpio or something through like our friends or I don't even know. Yeah. I or I could just see it in you because it was like I you yeah, you were like such a Scorpio. I love it. <laughs> I feel like I'm Scorpio <laughs> we see we see it in each other right it's like that exactly the, yeah. the, we know our own <laughs> yes exactly so I love hearing of like your initiation into all of this and how this has all come to be and um I just actually want to mm-hmm. get your take on that word too initiation because I heard you say yeah. that a couple times yeah. and we're hearing that even more now you know in a lot of conversations Definitely. it's like what does that mean to you can you jam on that for a second yeah absolutely so I you know, I have a lot of mixed feelings about this and in general things relating to this just because I feel like there's a lot of stuff around women's empowerment coming out online right now. There's a lot more women who are like calling themselves women's empowerment something or others or like doing women's empowerment work. And the work that I've been immersed in, like the teachers that I've chosen 
are deeply rooted with like many, many years of experience. And like, they've done so much work with women and worked with hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of women. And, and it's all very connected with the earth and like being on the earth and working with the cycles and the elements and all of that. And I see some of the stuff online and it just feels a little bit more fluffy, you know, it's more about how it looks than about what the experience really is, or that's what it portrays. And I perceive it as it's like my judgment. Um, and so I see the word initiation getting tossed around. And to me, what it means is like an experience that like initiates us into a new layer or understanding of something in our lives. So when I'm using it in, in terms of my trainings, it's like they're physical things that I went through. Like they're physical things that I did, you know, that were like a ritual or a ceremony that's orchestrated by my mentors in a way where like you go through an activity or like uh, an experience and you're being initiated onto the other side of something. Um, And part of what that is, is personal to each individual. Like what's the intention they're bringing into that initiation? Like what are they wanting to initiate themselves on? I remember like at one point, I, I used to be very, very private and very, very like I didn't I always I felt I would feel like on the if I even was just trying to tell a story to friends, I would feel so on the spot that I would stutter over my words and and just sort of like forget what I was saying because I just I had so little confidence in speaking and public speaking scared the shit out of me and whatnot. Um and so in one initiation that I was doing in one of my, in one of my trainings, for me, it had everything to do with my voice. And I was really wanting to empower myself to feel more comforting conversations with the women in my group of wh- why is there an absence of, or why is there a lack of, you know, women other than just straight white women here? How is our privilege coming into play here? You know, what does our innate racism look like? Because we all have it, you know, like, what is that? How does that show up? Why are more women that don't look like a straight white woman? Why are they not coming here? You know, and so uh, I just think that that is really where the direction of sisterhood needs to be going. And again, I don't have it figured out. And I'm just like, I'm I'm trying to learn and trying to understand and trying to in my own work make everything more inclusive because um yeah I I don't believe that any sister sisterhood women rising is is just totally a dud unless all women are rising together. It's just, it's not going to go anywhere if we aren't all doing it together. And if there's any divisiveness within that, or if there, if, if any space is made to feel like anybody's not included or a part of that, then it's not going anywhere, you know, Mm -hmm. and then we're just rising on the backs of other women, you know, and that's bullshit. And that's not what I want to stand for. And so I think that more women who are wanting to foster, curate, hold space for women like that and that sort of sisterhood mentality, these are the sort of conversations that need to be happening um, amidst that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I may have just stamped it in hardcore on that. It was I'm not perfect. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, no, and so needed. And and I, we were kind of jamming on this yeah. a little bit before we had this conversation. And it really, you know, it had yeah. been percolating a little bit for me over the past little while. And then it was like, you know, I, because it's kind of just more of the same. If it's not inclusive, then yeah. it's like we're just creating yeah. these these you know hubs of women where we're still being ex- yeah. you know exclusive towards other people, and that's not really what this yeah, is about. So. Exactly. Yeah, and I know it's not what it's about. And I think a lot of people are blind to it. And that's yeah, the thing that's totally. the big problem is that like 
people are so, you know, mm-hmm. it's a lot of these circles are made to, to, or are portrayed in such a way that it's all straight white women. And we're back. Three. <laughs> um, so I was just saying that I feel like a lot of these spaces are portrayed as a space for straight white women. And because of that, um, it's not, it's steering away a huge populace of women who all need this. And, and, you know, like we all need this, like yeah, every single exactly. woman needs this, you know, every, I believe that every single woman who, every single woman who identifies as a woman deserves and needs sisterhood space. You know, I think every single woman does. The thing is, is that a lot of it is based in privilege, you know? So, um, the ability to go to these retreats, to join these circles, to participate, it's based on having the privilege of being able to join that, you know? So it's just a thing that's really important to look at if somebody is wanting to hold space for women in this way. Um, and it's currently very up for me. And, and again, I am not, I don't have it figured out. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to understand better. I'm trying to unpack my own bullshit um, and my own privilege and my own, uh, how I hold space, um, to do better, you know? And I think that everybody who wants to hold sisterhood space, or even if you're a part of one, like ask why, like ask, why is this only white women here? You know, like, why is this the case? Mm -hmm. And that's at least somewhere to start with it all. Yeah. Which is, uh, you know, in in and of itself is pretty amazing that, you know, you're, you're in sisterhood, which is where you can start these conversations and have these conversations and, and speak up and explore concepts. And, you know, like that's what these spaces can be used for, too, is like creating that clarity and working yeah. together to create something new. Right. So, yeah, I love, yeah, exactly. I love that you're speaking on that. So powerful. And I think yeah. now more than ever, like, you know we definitely have come a long way in terms of our evolution as humans, but we are in a really crucial time right now where women are really needing to um, step up together and have that support and create that newness in the world. So, you know, it's definitely a time where we need to be leaning on each other and have that support and, uh, Mm -hmm. and sisterhood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's jam a little bit on how you hold space for people. Cause I want to hear, like, I know you have the, the virtual sisterhood that you run. I know a lot of your work goes through there. Um, can you share with us just, like, a tiny glimpse into, you know, some of the the work that you guys are doing or that you yeah. feel the most passionate about? Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so, where to begin? <laughs> um, so, So I start, just to give a little background on the space, um, I created over two and a half years ago uh, an online virtual sisterhood space. And we're a group, and it's basically a forum where we connect, have conversations. um, And what a day-to-day looks like is really just like having dialogues, sharing resources, sharing um, asking questions about things we're curious about. We're learning together. We're growing together, um, sharing about the trauma that we've experienced in our lives, talking about the hardships that we're going through and asking for support. Sometimes it's just holding space so the person can talk and share. Sometimes it's, I'm in this fucking situation and it sucks and I need help. What can, what do I do? What can I do? Does anybody have any insight? Um, and asking for help. 
sometimes it's celebrating each other's successes, like, oh, my God, I just got this job that I really wanted. Like, this is amazing. Um, talking about relationship challenges, um, so much like that. And so, so it's really like day-to-day conversations. And each month we have a topic that we're exploring. And this May's topic was social justice, which is why everything that I was just talking about is so up for me in particular right now, because we've been talking about it a ton. Um, And as a group exploring, you know, all of the pieces that I was just talking about. Um, So, so we have a monthly topic and it's sort of like the undercurrent of what our discussions are based around. They're not exactly about that constantly, but it's an undercurrent that we keep looping back to over the course of 30 days. Um, and that was really amazing this last month, like very potent, very powerful. Um, and we, uh, we have weekly calls. We, we do ritual together virtually on the new and full moon, which is just doing a little releasing, doing a little manifesting, um, very just like basic stuff to sort of serve as an anchor point to call in and let go of whatever we're wanting to release or, or bring into our lives. Um, and then we have a panel call once a month where we discuss specifically the monthly topic together. And then we have, um, what else? Oh, we have a, we just started these last month. We have a, and a virtual open mic night. <laughs> so we have a call once a month where women can come and share their art and whether that's their writing that they want to read or any sort of performance based stuff. Um, show us a piece of art that they painted, something like that. It's a space to really showcase our creativity together. And I love sort it. of, um, yeah, yeah, it's really awesome. So we do all of this over, over video. So all of our calls are over video. So we're seeing each other and connecting. Um, so that's sort of like the day in and day out. The forum is really the main piece where people, um, are connecting. And then there's all kinds of other little bits and pieces that are included. But, um, like daily prompts and things like that that I supply to the group. Um, and then we have bi-monthly or bi-yearly retreats. So twice a year we um, we gather in person for those who can make it to one of the live retreats. So we're really anchoring into what, um, yeah, what we're doing online and making it feel real, you know, by connecting in person. And it's been, we're about to have our fourth retreat this, uh, at the end of June, which is really exciting. And it just deepens everything and solidifies the bonds. Like women in there, women in this group have made lifelong friendships. You know, mm-hmm. there's women that have, most of the women that have been in the group have either been a part since the, a part of it since the inception or have been in and out since the inception. And then new women are joining all the time because it's open for women to join as long as there's room. Um, and currently there is room for new members. So, um, and then women, once they're in, they often stay. Like if it, if it really suits them and they really they really vibe with it, they stay and they don't really leave again unless they they like need to take a break for financial purposes or something. Um, so yeah, that's sort of the that's the jam. <laughs> love it. I love the open mic concept. Yeah. That's so awesome. 
I know, it's not fun. Yeah, that's awesome. And just to be supported by your sisters like that, you know, like being able to get in there and be like, I want to share this with you. Because one of the things I love about sisterhood is that we can practice there, you know, like we can practice with people that are totally holding us in that space. And whether it's something super vulnerable that we want to share, or it's like something that we just need to say or practice, like showing up that way, whatever it is, it's like we can practice there and then go out into the world knowing that we have those people in our corner and they're like supporting us and loving us through it and all that exactly. stuff so, so good exactly and that's what really the space as a whole is about like mm-hmm. it feels like I talk about I talk about us like you know we, we're finding ourselves in there and and I am too like all of us alongside one another I facilitate the space and like hold the space but I'm learning and growing right alongside every single person that's in there and it's about really like having that safe space to find excuse me <coughs> It's going to tickle in my throat. To find ourselves and like speak our truths and really like test the waters for, um, yeah, like what, how we want to be in the world. And so it's sharing our stories, sharing our gifts, sharing our challenges. And then that allows us to sort of like branch out into the world with these new skins on that we have acquired from all the work that we're doing privately within this space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for the space that you're holding and the work that you're doing, Allie. It's really beautiful. Thank you. Mm -hmm. It's my pleasure. Such a deep honor. Mm. (laughs) You know, and I'm curious because this has been a conversation that's coming up a lot and something that I really relate to as well is like some of the like earlier wounding around connecting with other women, or you spoke to that a little bit, even yeah. in that cattiness, I think we've all been there. We've all yeah. experienced that at some yeah. point in our life, you know, or still are. Right. So Definitely. like, Absolutely. if, if some of the listeners are, you know, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, wow, you know, that sounds amazing, but I just don't know that I can trust other women or I, I don't know that I can show up in that yeah. space or like, what is that going to be like? And there might be some fear or some stuff coming up there. Like what, what would you mm-hmm. say would be a great place to start or like how to, how to, I guess, you know, work with that wound and, and really create sisterhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, one of the things that I've said for a long time is just that like connecting in sisterhood is the like bomb to the wound of sisterhood. You know, mm-hmm. I've, it's really like what heals it. And it's kind of how you heal any wound is like to look at it, you know, and immerse yourself in it. You have to go into it in order to heal it. And so a lot of the women who have come into the space have deep sisterhood wounds. Like I'm talking like really shitty stuff that's happened to them with women. That's just like would rock your mind to hear what they've gone through. And um, they have actively chosen to go into the space because it's vulnerable for them, you know, because they're putting themselves on the line and saying, fuck, even though this happened, I'm going to risk it because I know that I I need to heal it. And what heals it? Like we can't heal a sisterhood wound by avoiding sisterhood. You know, if we avoid it, we're just living into our wound and like living out our wound. And when we go into it and, and source safe space or, or source safer connections, um, that's where the healing really begins because then you can unpack it in a safe space. So I would, um, and I mean, I don't really totally believe that there's any safe space completely 100%. I believe that there can be like really fiercely held space, um, which is what our group is. Um, and I believe our space to be quite safe. Um, and so I think going in, put, putting a woman, putting herself into a place 
where she can actively heal and explore that wound with the support of others. That's how you handle it, you know? So I call on the women who have sisterhood wounding to go into a space like this, whether it's mine, whether it's something else, you know, go into it because that's where the healing begins because you have to rewrite the stories. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I I say when I talk about our group, Wild Seminar Unleashed, is that we're rewriting the story on sisterhood and like what relating with women looks like because a lot of women have never experienced stuff like like that that level of relating with other women like we do in the group until they're actually in it, you know, like they've never mm-hmm. seen it before. And they're like, wow, this is blowing my mind that women actually like relate with one another this way. Yeah. And we can't know it exists until we're in it. So if somebody is feeling the call towards sisterhood, like that, that means that you're actively ready to, to work on and heal that wound. And I would invite you into that space because, um, yeah, otherwise we're just perpetuating the stories, you know, that Mm -hmm. have unfolded in our lives. If we're not actively sourcing out a new script and it can go for any wounding we have in our lives. Like we start telling ourselves a story based on the wounding or trauma we've experienced. And unless we're actively choosing to rewrite it and, and shift it, then we're just going to live into that story. So yeah. 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 Thanks for saying that. Totally. Mm-hmm. And like just finding yeah. that space that resonates for you or something that you vibe on or, you know, like somebody that you know is really holding a powerful space that you resonate with, you know, because mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Trusting that mm-hmm. nudge. Completely. I think we know when Absolutely. we know too, you know, like if you've been yeah. eyeing up somebody's, you know, somebody's sisterhood circle or a group or, you know, even yeah. just like eyeing up somebody online on social media where you're like, wow, I really resonate with a lot of the stuff she's putting out. Like, I really see that social media can be used in a really powerful way. You know, like I've, I've reached out to women that I really resonate with. There's so many more women popping up and and really sharing authentically and just really being real about their own life and their own journey. Like reach out to people and say, you know, connect. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like if you're feeling attracted to somebody's energy and like Mm -hmm. what they're putting out, like, forge that connection and like see what's there because they probably have something to offer you and offer each other really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. I love seeing what you're creating on social media and stuff and some of the new, the new work that you're doing. Like, what can we expect to see more of from you in the next, you know, six months to a year? What are you really passionate about putting out there? Oh man. Well, you know, the foundation with my women's group is very solid. Like that's so established and we're just going deeper all the time. So that I feel like that facet of my work is really forged. So we're just calling new women, women in, you know, we have room Mm -hmm. for, um, more women to join so we're really hoping that you know a couple dozen more women decide to jump in with us and it's a it's an ever-evolving like fluid structure so women can come and go based on the time and space they have in their lifestyle the uh whether they can uh whether they have the finances to cover the tuition and everything so that in that way i'm always like inviting women in um so we have space for new women to join aside from that um I am going to continue doing our twice a year retreats, possibly start doing a couple more. I'm sort of like vibing out the workload on that. So potentially a few more retreats um, and definitely a lot of writing. Mm-hmm. That's really my focus <laughs> right now. I am recording a lot of spoken word videos to share. Um, that's fairly new. I haven't really, I'm just branching out into that, but I recently just started to feel such a pull to speak my, my writing. So I'm going to be doing a lot more of that. I'm trying to, I'm putting together some ideas for spoken word projects 
to do with other women, other friends in my life. So I would expect more of that to happen and um, definitely a lot of writing. I'm working on mapping out my first poetry book right now. So I'm, that's definitely going to be coming down the pipeline in the next year, I would say. Um, <clears throat> so writing in spoken word is really like the next, the next steps, I would say. Beautiful. Ooh, that's exciting. First poetry book. It's so exciting. That's awesome. I know. I'm so excited about it. I really look forward to just sharing more of my writing via spoken word, but also in um, containers of books, you know, so that it's all like laid out and and structured for people to receive. Mm -hmm. So good. And you spoke about that initiation earlier with really cultivating your voice, like embracing and allowing your voice to truly come through. And clearly that, you know, what we see from you now in fully owning that and fully speaking up, you've shared a lot of things that I've seen on social media that were really powerful. And I'm sure a little bit more on the challenging side to share, you know, do you, do you still find sometimes as you are going through some of these or sharing your writing or your spoken word, do you feel like there is any of those moments that show up of maybe fear or self-doubt or any, any spectrum of that? Oh, definitely. The first spoken word video that I put out, I was scared shitless about. I was so frightened. I was like, people are going to hate it. I sound terrible. I'm speaking too fast, this, that, and the next thing. And I was just like, and also it was sharing some very personal stuff of like my own trauma with men in particular. Um, a lot of, a lot of my writing right now is centered around, I'm really like unpacking my relationship to men right now. That's sort of up for me. And part of how my writing and work work works <laughs> is that I, I speak my lived experiences um, and I share from an experience-based place about my own life. And so whatever, there's always a theme generally that's coming through in my writing and at any given time. And it's because uh, it has everything to do with me processing my own shit. <laughs> and so naturally that feeds the content that I'm putting out into the world. So um, it goes through phases. So I, I notice will be like a pattern with my writing, like, for one, a couple months, it'll be like around the same sort of topic explored and written and spoken in a few, in a few different ways. And then it might change based on what's up for me. And so right now what's up for me is I'm really, I'm really exploring my own trauma with men, my own hurts and pains with men, um, how I relate to men, how I view men, um, what I think of men, <laughs> all of that. Um, and so that's coming through really strongly in my writing right now. So when I put out that first piece, you know, it spoke about some of my own lived experiences and lived experiences of women that I know that were painful and really hurtful and left, left um, trauma in their lives, you know. And so it was scary to put that out there because the the right the more I'm writing, the more I'm speaking about my actual experiences, and the more I'm speaking about um, you know things that have really affected my life in a way that maybe I've had to grow and heal from. And so I feel really scared and nervous when I share that stuff because it's super tender and vulnerable. And people are critical. People criticize mm -hmm. my writing all the time. And so to put out something that somebody might be critical about that's very vulnerable and from my heart, it's like every time it's, it's scary, but I also am 
so much more committed to the process and to, you know, like my writing is my healing. So for me, putting it out is as much of the catharsis and the healing as it is writing it. So mm-hmm. I, for me personally, my path in life is like my healing is, is, is doing my writing, but also sharing it. So mm-hmm. it's like part of the package of, um, yeah, of healing myself too, because it's all writing that's coming really directly from my heart, from my soul. And, um, and my prayer is always that it will, it will ignite something or serve somebody also. But I mean, first and foremost, it's like my own healing. And luckily it, it often does things for other people too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Thanks for saying that. Cause I really wanted to ask because I've been hearing yeah. a bit of that conversation circulating, circulating around in, in women's, you know, online sharing in blogs and sharing on social media and writing more real, you know, real shares about what's going on in their life or things that they've gone through. And it's like, I think sometimes we can feel okay. alone that we're the only one that's experiencing some of that fear or that, oh, like that, you know, yeah. that moment when we hit publish or hit submit or whatever, you know, so I think it's so yeah. important for us to acknowledge, like, it's totally normal to have that, that moment. So or moments. Absolutely. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. For sure. And one thing that I've noticed with a lot of women is they, they frequently will say to me, are you reading my mind? Like I was just thinking mm. about this, like, yeah, holy shit. I was just like going through that in my head. Like, I feel like you're reading my mind and it's, it, we do share so many experiences. They all will look a little bit different, but they're so like, we all go through so much of this, of, of so many similar experiences. And so, um, I think the scarier it feels to share something, the more important it is to share it. It yeah. means that there's something really important there. I always take it that way. Like I've been feeling a little bit, um, not bored, but like a little stagnant in what I was sharing in terms of like the writing and art that I was putting out in the world. This was like in the winter, maybe I was just feeling like really over it. I was like kind of feeling like I was lacking content. I, the muse wasn't really coming through for me. And I suddenly got, I watched this, this spoken word video and was like, Oh my God, I need to start doing spoken word. Like that's literally a missing piece from all of my work. And the second I thought that, I was like, no fucking way. I'm so scared. There is no chance I'm putting out a spoken word. Are you kidding me? And I literally felt like sick to my stomach thinking about it. And to me, I hadn't felt that way about putting putting something out. I'd gotten really accustomed to, you know, sharing my writing and sharing vulnerably. And I wasn't feeling so much of the, like, year at that moment. Um, And the second I started feeling that, I was like, oh, shit, this is a direct thing that I need to do because I'm so scared because I'm scared shitless and I've it's been so well received by people that honestly like I think the fear is is I call I call fear an indicator and that's like a sign it's a signpost and like a guide toward and not like the guttural fear like I'm in trouble but like the it scares the idea of doing that scares me because it pushes my comfort zone and my Mm -hmm. boundaries um that kind of fear that's like we follow that yeah. Yeah. So good. Ah, so, and you said something earlier that really perked up for me and I just wanted to to circle back to that for a second. Cause it's so true. Yeah. Like the relatability between women, like we all have, there's, yeah. there's intersections there. We all see parts of ourselves and other people. And that's been the, the greatest gift that I've seen through sisterhood is like just how much we can gain through 
being with other women's experiences and seeing parts of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that it's like, it, it, it just so, I always think of it as like, it really is kind of a little bit of magic in there, you know, like how much we can oh, relate yeah. and just be in each other's shoes. And, you know, I, I've ha- had that happen, you know, where somebody says something and it's like, wow, that's exactly how I, what I'm going through or experiencing. And so, yeah, I absolutely love that. And, and I, and I hear that in a lot of your writing too, you know, I'm sure there are tons of people who relate and get it and are right there. And so those words are like that, yeah. that soothing, you know, that relatability. So beautiful. Absolutely. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I know you hold a lot of space for women and you're doing a lot. You're busy. You got lots going on. What are some of your daily practices that you, that you really find really light you up or really nourish you or just fill that tank mm-hmm. so that you can show up? Yeah. So, um, Oh, where do I start with this one? I honestly, I'm just going to be totally honest. Like I'm terrible at taking care of myself. (laughs) I'm not terrible. No, I'm good at it. I'm good at it at like nourishing myself. I do do a lot of things to nurse, to take care of myself. And at the same time, I need to be doing more. And, you know, I think that in in the entrepreneurial entrepreneurial world, there's a lot of like, people talk about like their practices, like all the Mm -hmm. things that they do and like, you know, the rituals and it's all so cool and sexy and everything. And there isn't a lot of honest talk about just how, I I don't think that anybody's nearly, nearly doing as many of the practices as as they're saying they are. (laughs) But I know for me, it literally takes like, it takes so much willpower to like make my self care happen. Like I have to really, like, I really have to fight for it. So um, because Otherwise, I'm going to just get completely wrapped up in my work, in serving others, in, you know, just living my day-to-day life. So mm-hmm. for me, my non-negotiables are exercise every day of some form. Um, I walk my dog every day. That's, like, super therapeutic for me, just being out with her, my headphones in, listening to music or an audiobook, and just walking around with her, you know, and going out into the woods sometimes and just getting quiet in nature. Those are, those are like some super non-negotiables for me. Writing every day is like my medicine. So I have to write in one way or another every single day. Um, when I'm really on it, <laughs> which is not often, <laughs> um, I meditation does wonders for me. That is like major therapeutic, um, major therapeutic medicine for me. But again, like I don't have it perfectly at all. So there are like my daily non-negotiables are writing exercise and walking my dog pretty much. That's like, those are the main things that always happen. And then there's other things that I like to do that, that when I am really like in the, you know, in the zone with, with taking care of myself and nourishing myself, then there's other things that'll come in, but that's really it. And honestly, like being with my friends is super important. I have like, I have girlfriends that live all over the entire planet, like in Europe, in Australia, in Canada, on the other side of the United States, like everywhere. And um, I have some amazing girlfriends here in my local community in Vermont. Um, And for me, but also some incredible guy friends, like some seriously incredible men in my life. And for me, seeing and like having focused time with people I love at least at least every other day is so crucial for me. Like I need that. That is what keeps me sane. So much of my world is run through the internet for my work and you know, how I share everything that having that in-person connection time with people I love and care about is 
of the utmost importance for me. And then also, you know, I'm having phone catch-ups with my girlfriends around the world at least a few times a week with different girlfriends, you know. So I, that really nourishes me deeply to connect mm. with people I love, whether it's because we're at a distance and we have a phone chat or whether it's in person getting together and doing things. But that really, like, that keeps me, that of all things keeps me sane, keeps me happy. Like, nothing brings out my joy and leaves me feeling <laughs> nourished as it does when I'm around people I love. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for that. Cause yeah, I, I'm always fascinated with like people's personal practices. Cause I hear you on that. There's a lot of like yeah. the templates about what it should look like or, you know, what yeah. kinds of self-care practices we should have. But it's like the things that actually nourish us personally can be so outside yeah. of that mold. Um, you know, and I, totally. I just, I'm so fascinated with that whenever I'm like in contact with somebody that I'm like, yeah, I just see that you're like really putting a lot out or you're really in, in that high service mode where you're really holding space for others. I'm always mm-hmm. curious about the, you know, the things behind the scenes that like truly actually nourish you, you know, and it doesn't yeah. have to be like, totally. green, it doesn't yeah. have to be green juice. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I just, that for me, I've gone through so many phases of trying all different things like what makes me feel good what feels like self-care what fills my tank back up when I've been giving a lot and you know I've been there in the house scene drinking all the green juice taking (laughs) all the herbs and doing all the fucking things and it has just got to a point in the last couple years where I just weeded it all down to nothing and built back up. Like, what are the things that actually feel good for me? So like, what are the herbs that I want to take that actually work for me? And that I can easily take, and I don't need to spend hours every day, like making my food and making my teas and taking my shit and, you know, like all of that. And then what are the things that like, I actually do for myself in my life that feel like they, that make me feel cared for, make me feel nourished. Um, and not just because somebody else is doing them. What Like, for me, what does that look like? Because, like you said, there's so many things that people are saying they're doing. We don't actually know what everybody's doing in their day-to-day life. You know, people talk a big game online. Yeah. Um, and I don't. I personally am very skeptical of all of it. So I think it's really important that we look at what, for us, do we actually experience you know, nourishment from. And for me, it's getting down to the bare essentials and having just those bare essentials. And then if more things like some days I don't want to fucking meditate and it feels like a chore and that I'm not going to make myself do that, you know, but some days I really want to get quiet like that. And it helps me a lot. And um, yeah, so just like following what our body and heart are really asking for and not forcing ourselves into things that aren't actually like doing anything for us. Yeah. Yeah. This has been so good. Thank you so much for sharing just so openly and authentically and, and real about what's going on and, and your take on things because it's been so yeah. refreshing. So thanks. Totally. And honestly, like just to take it at a level of realness further, like sometimes a fucking Netflix binge is self-care. Like <laughs> right? this week, I've been emotional this week. I've been feeling lonely this week. I'm like, my heart is feeling tender. And I'm like every, in the last three nights, I've been like, you know what? Watching several episodes of this show that I love is medicine for me and it yeah. makes me feel cared for. Maybe I'm numbing out a little bit, but maybe it's okay to numb out sometimes. And, and you know, when you're on all the time in your mm-hmm. life, yeah. it's okay to just like check out for a few or like maybe you're getting something from that. So, you know, it can come in many forms. Mm. Yeah. Thanks so much, Allie. You're incredible. 
In, oh, in closing yeah. out this brilliant conversation and getting to pick your brain, I love to ask the, mm-hmm. the, the people I bring on the show is like, if you really want to improve your life, fill in the blank. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Man, you could put so many things I in know, there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hard. Just giving um, you a blank space, Allie. Just, just fill the blank yeah. space with whatever you want. <laughs> oh, man. If you really want to change your life, improve mm. your life. It could be improve or change. Improve your life. Improve your life. Yeah. Improve your life. Um, I would say get real with yourself. Like really get real with yourself on every level. Like look at every facet of your life and be totally honest with yourself. Don't like layer it. Don't layer it. Like put on these like lenses to like make you see what you want to see like really look at your life and look at yourself and see like what do you like about yourself what don't you like you like about yourself you know what do you think needs improvement what are you stalling on because you just you know don't want to go there I think really improving your life requires like truly looking at yourself and your life in a really real way and doing the healing work to to change where you're at where things aren't working but there's always going to be places where we're where we're really succeeding and things are going well and then there's going to be places where we're really in our story and we're in our shit and we're you know avoiding doing the work and it's going to be hard sometimes so I think like being honest with yourself is one of the best ways to improve your life that's like for me been one of the most gratifying experiences just like really having the willingness to get real with myself and see where I am living in a story that isn't serving me or where I'm perpetuating my own, you know, toxic choices or toxic relationships or whatever. So yeah, I guess I would say that. Yeah. And mic drop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And mic drop. Get real. Mm-hmm. So good. Absolutely love it. Ali, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been an absolute blast. And uh, we, we will put your contact info on the website and everything. So for the listeners, if you vibe with her, go go get on her social media. Like regardless, if you want to join this, if you want to do any of that, just get on her social media. It is epic. She's yeah. epic. She's got so many powerful, thought-provoking things to share with you. So, so excited to... Uh, Here's some of the the uh, feedback and questions and insights that you get out of this episode. So, of course, if there's anything you want to share with myself or Ali, we love to hear from you. And, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in and Yay. thanks for coming, Ali. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Stacey. It's been such a pleasure and an honor to be here. I really, really appreciate you and what you're doing. Mm, thanks. And I can't wait to share this dynamite conversation about sisterhood. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for it to go out.